Hello, good afternoon, Facebook folks. Uh, just wanted to come to you on this afternoon. Uh, know that uh, things have been a little different for a lot of churches today. Many folks were not able to have services. We were blessed uh, to be able to have our service today, but we did have several who uh, were not able to uh, be with us, uh, taking precautions, which I completely understand. Uh, we are living in a unique time right now. And uh, one of the things that I want to talk about just right off the bat is kind of where we've been as a church. I've been preaching on Sunday morning on the end times, um, getting ready for the return of Christ. Um, I believe with all of my heart, we are living in the last days. We are living um, at the end of the time when I believe that the only thing holding back the Lord Jesus Christ is the mercy and grace of God because uh, so many signs are pointing to the return of Christ. And the only thing that I believe is holding him back is um, his grace and seeing people saved. So as we uh, begin this afternoon, um, I want to be able to share just some thoughts as it relates to the end times, but also about the fear that is taking place all around us right now in America. There is um, so many um, different things that are happening that's causing um, different emotions in people's hearts and minds. And so um, I want to just kind of speak to that. And I hope that this is uh, something that will help and encouragement. Um, I had planned to preach this morning from Second Thessalonians chapter 2 about the end times and the return of Christ and the Antichrist and what's going to take place in those moments. But I guess uh, towards the middle of the week, God began to shift my heart and mind when I thought about um, what's been taking place. I've had a lot of questions. People want to know, is this the end times? Are we uh, what we're seeing with the coronavirus? I would say a couple things. One, I think it does speak to that because the Bible says there will be plagues and diseases that will come up more frequent and with more greater impact in the end times. And so we are certainly seeing that. But also what how we have responded as Americans and in the world as a panic, um, as folks um, responding in fear is so easy right now for someone to be able to step on the scene and to be able to bring this thing into a one world government with a one world ruler. And I'm not telling you it's going to happen tomorrow or even next week, but I'm telling you things are set in stage for that to take place. And so um, when I think about that, that is part of what we're dealing with in the end times. Now, again, I don't, not saying this specific virus is that, but I think it does play a part. But also want to talk about for just a moment about um, how folks are feeling about this and what's taking place. When we see these things take place, it's easy for us to begin to have that emotion of fear, um, the fear of the unknown, the fear of what's going to take place next. Even of those of us that love the Lord and know Christ as our Savior, there is that moment that we begin to have fear. Now, we're human. And we cannot remove that emotion. It comes. But fear not, when the Bible speaks of that, it is saying to us, not in the sense that we can uh, 
not get rid of that emotion, but that we not allow ourselves to live in that moment, but that in when the fear comes, we will trust and lean into the Lord Jesus and feed our faith and not our fears. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that um, there is um, a moment when Luke's gospel says, when all these things are taking place, Jesus says, don't, don't fearful, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. In other words, child of God, if you are saved and you see things, these things happening, don't be afraid, look up because Jesus is coming soon. But does fear play a part in how we respond even to looking for Jesus? Absolutely. Luke's gospel again tells us that Jesus said that worldliness and drunkenness and the cares of life will so weigh on us that we can lose sight of Jesus. Now imagine that. Worldliness, absolutely understand. Drunkenness certainly will pull us away from God. But he said the cares of life. That speaks to the worries, the anxieties will weigh us down and take our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want you to know if that's happened to you, and I guarantee it's happened to me this week, with everything that's happened and, and, and the panic that people have felt and fear that has gripped our soul, I want you to know that you're not alone. Throughout Scripture, we see people, we see uh, men and women of God who were strong, people of faith, had moments of weakness, of fear. One of those is Daniel, and I've studied Daniel many times, but this week with fresh eyes in Daniel chapter 7, 8, 9, and 10, uh, I have looked at what it means for Daniel to have moments of fear, moments of anxiety. Now, Daniel was, we'll read um, at the beginning of the book, was a teenager uh, in Israel and was deported to Babylon. Babylon had destroyed Jerusalem and had brought many people captive back to the Babylonian kingdom. Daniel and among others, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they also were brought back and they were teenagers. And we read of the exploits of Daniel, of how he stood strong and pagan uh, rulers, Nebuchadnezzar and uh, Belshazzar and, and even uh, Darius, um, how he stood true to God and also honored the king, but stayed true to God. We read of his valiant effort in uh, Daniel chapter one to say that I'm not going to eat the king's meat. I'm going to purpose in my heart not to defile myself. And, and the Bible says he wouldn't eat any of the king's meat or drink any of the king's wine. They eat vegetables and water and were tested and God showed favor and they were healthier than anybody else. What about in chapter two when the moment came when there uh, Daniel is, is facing the Nebuchadnezzar saying, you better show me the vision and the interpretation or everybody's being killed. And Daniel went to grab his friends and they prayed and God gave him the vision and the interpretation. What a man of faith. Daniel chapter six, when um, he is told that if he continues to pray, he'll be thrown into the lion's den. And the Bible says that Daniel went and prayed knowing what the king's decree was. And he was such a man of faith and courage that he continued to pray, thrown in the lion's den, faced the lions with faith, and God shut their mouth. And what a man of faith. But in Daniel chapter 7, 8, 9, and 10, Daniel is given visions, visions of the future, visions of kingdoms to come, kingdoms destroying kingdoms, and seeing the future 
uh, of Israel during a time that he don't even understand completely. We know now believe that it's the time of tribulation where Israel have war against it with the Antichrist. And he's shown that vision and it wrecks him a little bit. It disturbs him a little bit. And we read how he was fearful and anxiety and anxious and how it began to, to stir in his heart. But what Daniel shows us is we don't have to live in that moment. We can find faith that overcomes our fears. And that's what I want to show you today in a few chapters. Pray with me as we continue in God's word. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity. Speak to us now as we would gather around the book of Daniel for just a few moments. And God, help us that your word might go forth and it might encourage others in a powerful way that we might see our faith overcome our fears. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to uh, start by showing you a couple things. There were some things that Daniel saw. There were some things that Daniel saw. And I'm kind of just show, I got my notes here with me. I'm not going to completely follow them. There's a few things that I want to share with you. When Daniel saw these visions, it really began to stir him. So what was it he saw? And I don't, at church, I had the pictures. So you'll have to read there in Daniel chapter seven, eight, and nine, the visions that Daniel saw. Daniel saw in Daniel chapter seven, he saw where uh, there were four beasts that came up out of the sea. It was a chaotic scene of the, the sea in disturbance. And, and here was one of the lion with wings, spoke of the Babylonian empire. And then a bear came out with ribs in its mouth that sought to kill the lion. And then a leopard came with wings and four heads and sought to destroy the bear. And then a terrifying figure, Daniel calls it, with uh, metal teeth and 10 horns and uh, a horn on the in the front that was a little horn that saw, uh, had eyes in it. It was a terrifying scene. And Daniel's given the interpretation that uh, the lion speaks of the, Babylonian Empire, the leopard speaks of um, the Medes and Persians, uh, or the leopard speaks of the Greeks, the bear speaks of the Medes and Persians, and uh, the terrifying figure speaks of Rome. And so here he was faced with these kingdoms, and the angel gives the interpretation of these kings coming one after the other, and that last one being Rome, and how it would trample on all of them. It was a terrifying scene, and, and it began to disturb Daniel. Well, then we see in chapter eight, Daniel saw another vision of a ram and a goat and that ram and the goat. And it spoke of that goat being Greece and the ram being the Medes and Persians and the battle that they fought. So here's Daniel seeing this vision, this fighting. In Daniel chapter nine, he's given the vision of what many of us believe is the, the tribulation time when, when God will have the children of Israel gathered there in Israel. The temple have, would have been rebuilt at this time. And Daniel's given a vision of the Antichrist desecrating the temple, coming after the children of Israel. And the scene that he sees is the children of Israel running in fear and the destruction of the temple. It's in living color. We read it on pages, but it's in living color in Daniel's mind. And it begins to disturb him. It begins to bring anxiety to his heart. I thought about that for you and I. What is it that we have seen lately? What are things that we've seen? Well, we've seen news. We've seen 24-7 news cycle. We've seen pictures of the coronavirus in our sleep. We have seen the stock market plummet. We have seen cancellation of sporting events, of, 
uh, of different parks and and different events across the world. We have seen travel suspended. We have uh, I've seen cities that are quarantined. We have uh, seen toilet paper gone throughout grocery stores. I, I just left IGA just a few moments ago. Not a single bit of toilet paper, not a single bit of ground beef anywhere to be found. But don't worry. Um, we're still going to eat just fine. God's good. But it's amazing of the things that we have witnessed that causes us to be like Daniel and not know what it means to have these things that um, that are uh, even before us that we're wondering and unknown. It's the unknown that Daniel worried about. But what else have you seen this week? Has there been a bill come across your desk? A letter from a doctor? A text from a friend? Has it been looking at the bottom line for you local business owners and wondering how this is affecting you? Has it been that check, that worker, that you're not working like you were because things are happening in the world that's uncertain? All of us face things that we see. But what did it cause in Daniel to how he felt? Look at the Bible says in Daniel chapter 7, as for me, Daniel, my spirit was deeply distressed within me, and the visions in my mind terrified me. Those words he speaks, distressed and terrified, means to be grieved, to be pierced. It speaks of mental anguish and a state of shock and trouble. Daniel 7, this is the end of the interpretation. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts terrified me greatly, and my face turned pale, but I kept the matter to myself. The word terrified speaks of being physically sick. Fear and anxiety had gripped Daniel. Daniel chapter 8, verse 27 and 28. I, Daniel, was overcome and lay sick for days. Then I got up and went by the king's business. I was greatly disturbed by the vision and could not understand it. He was physically sick. He was distressed. It was getting the best of him. And then in Daniel chapter 10, we read just for a few moments here uh, of moments there in Daniel chapter 10 where we can read where he was also distressed. Verses two and three, he says, in those days I was mourning for three full days, didn't eat any rich food, didn't put any oil on my body. He was mourning. He was trying to, it, it had been vision after vision after vision. And Daniel's don't know what is going on. How does this work? And listen, this was a man of faith. This was a man that trusted God, but the things he was seeing was disturbing him and bringing anxiety to his heart. It shows us that he was human, just like you and I are. The Bible goes on to say in, in verse 7, he said, I saw the vision and I had great terror in my heart. Then he goes on to tell us in verse 15 and following, he said, while I was listening, my, I became speechless. He said, I began to be overwhelmed and powerless. Verse 17, he said, there was no strength and no breath in me. Then he said, I felt like the breath's been knocked out of me. Have you felt that way this week? Have you had moments where you thought the breath was knocked out of you. Listen, we're human and we're going to face our fears. We're going to have moments that, that cause us to panic. I'm telling you, when you sit there at a grocery store, as I was there Friday morning at eight o'clock and it felt like it was Snowopolis had happened and there was nothing left and you could feel the tension and the uncertainty in the air. I mean, you, you can just sense it with business owners and restaurant owners and families that are trying to figure out, hey, their lives have been disrupted. What's going to happen here? What does this look like? How, how, how do we make this happen? And, and how do we see things that have changed? And what causes fear to grip us this way? Because it does. It comes down to this. 
It's a matter of control. When we can't control the situation, we find ourselves in fear. Matter of fact, one leading a psychologist that I read just about the toilet paper issue. I said, well, what in the world's with the toilet paper issue? I mean, I just wonder, is anybody hoarding the toilet paper? But here's the thing. One psychologist says it's this. When we find things out of control that, that we can't understand and our awareness is heightened like it has because of the news cycle and the Facebook feeds and all these things and all the, the negativity we see around us, when that is heightened, then we become super sensitive and we look for the things that we can't control, just toilet paper or canned goods or ground beef or gas. And we can find our control by going into our pantry and saying, yep, I've got food. I've got water. I've got the toilet paper. But here's the thing. Are we really in control? No. The control is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one that is fully in control. He is the only one we can lean to. He's the only one we can run to. But we need to acknowledge that we have felt these things. But I want to say to you, we do not have to live in fear. We do not have to, to live in that moment of fear. Daniel was a man of faith. Daniel had a moment of fear, but he did not live there. Why? The Lord came and God gave him a vision. God gave him a touch and God gave him his word. Daniel chapter 10, he was given a vision, I believe, uh, of a pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. I believe he was given a vision. The Bible says he saw a man that his body was like topaz, his face like the brilliance. I'm in uh, chapter 10, verse 5. And he saw a man dressed in linen with a belt gold of topaz. His waist was like topaz, his face like the brilliance of lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and feet like the gleam of polished bronze. And the sound of his words was the sound of the multitude. Here's what he, I, why do I believe it's Jesus? Same description John gave in Revelation. In the Old Testament, they were appearances of Jesus. Now, later on, there's an angelic conversation with, I believe, Gabriel for verses 10 and following. But the first person I believe he saw was Jesus. He gave him a vision. We have seen so much negativity. We have seen so much things to cause us to fear we have seen so much that is caught in our eyes are accustomed now and it gets in our system. We must focus our eyes back on Jesus. As a matter of fact, listen to me, church. This could be our finest hour in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the chaos. Point the conversation to Jesus. Not only point your eyes to Jesus, point your family to Jesus, point the people around you to Jesus. Quit blaming this on everybody else and say, God, listen, when people want to know what you think about it, tell them, I believe God's in control. I believe God's got this. You begin to share with them that God is the one that is leading them. I'm telling you, we need a fresh vision of Jesus. God, I believe, has the potential to bring revival right now to families, to churches, and to individuals. If we will move away from our fear and focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, and when we do that, he will build our faith because we'll see him high and lifted up. We'll see him in that place of amazement. He'll come to where we are. The Bible says they were there on the boat in the storm and he came to them. The Bible said the three Hebrew children were sitting right there and he came to them and he spoke to, and he came that fourth man in the fire. And I'm so grateful. I'm just I'm just so grateful. And I just, I thank the Lord that he comes to where we are. But number two, he gave him a touch. The Bible said he 
touched him. And it was an it was an intimate touch of saying, I'm here, and he'll do that. But the third thing, he gave him a word. Well, we need truth right now. My stars are mighty, we need truth. So much negativity out there. So much negativity. Hold on a second. So much negativity. And so many things that are not true. We need truth. Facts are our friends. I don't have time to go into it, but I, I did this at church today. I'd love to send you my notes. Message me. Give me your email. I'll be glad to send you my notes where I chronicle for our church today. Number one, there, there's there's no, um, as of right now, no case of coronavirus in White County. That's important to know. We're grateful for that. We're praying for those that do have it. We're praying for those. But right now, that that's a fact. We need that. There's facts. When you relate the number of sickness and death to the flu, to where we are now with the coronavirus, there are facts that tell us that we, we are in a better state now to be equipped to handle these type of things than we were 10 to 20 years ago. There are facts that are our friends. But we also need the truth of God's word. We, we need to just get a hold of God's word again and, and let his truth. I'll tell you what's happening. And it's funny because I'm using Facebook right now, which I mean, I thank God for this technology. But I wonder how many people wake up in the mornings during this season of coronavirus in this divine shutdown we're in, which, by the way, that's what we are. We're in a divine shutdown. Pick up their phone and go to Facebook first. Or go to their television and click on Fox News first. Nothing wrong with Facebook. Nothing wrong with your news feed on Instagram. Nothing wrong with the news feed you get from any local radio or television. But why not, instead of getting the bad news first, pick up the good news? Matter of fact, as I share with our church today, it's interesting, isn't it? God has given us a divine shutdown. You know, the nation of Israel were told to have Sabbaths. They were told to have Sabbaths for over 70 years, and they didn't. And to, to honor the, the seventh year, particularly, they didn't do it. And God took them into captivity until they could let the land rest the number of time they did. God's been trying to get our attention to get us to slow down and see him. And guess what? As I told our, particularly our young families today at church, there you are. There's no running around to soccer. There's no running around to baseball. There's no running around to softball. No running around to track. No running around to get to this class or that class because it's canceled. Well, we're not going to load them up and take them to the aquarium because it's closed. We're not going to load them up and take them to Disney World because it's closed. Let me tell you what's not closed. Your living room. Your front yard. Your front porch. Tell you what's not closed. The Word of God. Why not take some time and say, we're going to have a little Bible study, kids. We're going to gather around God's Word. We're going to let, how about in the morning before you get up and pick up your phone, pick up the Word of God. Pick up the word of God and get some get some good news. I'm not pre I, I I'm not trying to make anybody feel good, but I feel bad. I'm just trying to say, heavens to Betsy, before we turn on all this other stuff and and it feeds us, find the good news that says He's alive, He's able, so that when we have the bad news, we're able to filter it through the good news. We're able to see the bad news they're giving us and say, but guess what? 
He's still alive. He's still able. He's still providing. The same God that provided food for the nation of Israel for, 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 for over, listen, all those times they gathered for 40 years and they didn't run out of food. Their shoes didn't wear out. I'm telling you, the same God today can provide for us. I've never had a, a, a raven bring me food or an angel bring me a cake like he did Elijah. But when I was in such as I had a little old lady bring me a bag of groceries when I needed it. I'm telling you, God can do it. God can take care of you. God will do what he needs to do. But we need to get into God. Let me just kind of give you some God's. How about Psalms 46? God is our refuge and strength to helper in time of trouble. Deuteronomy 31, be strong, courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified. I will be with you. Joshua 1, 9, I've not commanded. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Here's one I love this week. Psalms 112. He will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. 2 Timothy 1, 7, commit this to memory. For God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Listen how the Amplified Bible puts that. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Let God speak to your heart and let God feed your soul with his word. I'm not saying put your head in the sand and just forget what's happening. No, take precautions. We took precautions this morning. We, we didn't uh, shake hands. We didn't do the welcome time. We did offering boxes instead of plates. We did hand sanitizer. I like what Jensen Franklin said. Not, you know, I don't agree with everything he said, but I like what he said today. We're going to pray God anoint our hands, my, my head, our heads with the Holy Spirit. We're going to say God anoint my hands with hand sanitizer and soap. Amen. I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong. Get, keep, don't get your head in the sand. Have the facts. Be, be wise. But trust God. Believe God. Get in God's word. Let God speak to you. Take the news that's out there through the filter of God's word. And then when he began to speak to him, listen, listen to things he told him. He came and he told him, he said, Daniel, I want you to know. He said, from the moment that you begin to pray, he said, the moment you, the purpose you are to humble yourself to pray, I, your prayers were heard. That's a good word. Some of you are praying, wondering, hey, I want you to know God's heard your prayer. By the fact, the Bible says that he, not to be anxious worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance, by prayer and petition, thanksgiving, make our request to God. In other words, don't worry, pray, don't be anxious, pray, and the supernatural peace of God will set up a garrison in your heart. Daniel had been worried and anxious and fearful and sick. He'd made himself physically sick, but as he prayed, the angel came and said, God's heard your prayer. I want you to know something, God's heard your prayer, child of God. If you're fearful, get on your knees. Go to the very throne room of heaven. There may not, listen, there may not be any meat at the IGA, but there's a God in heaven and he's able. And listen, and he's not run out of grace. They may run out of toilet paper, but he ain't run out of grace. He ain't run out of mercy. He's got, listen, he's got a full stock shelf full of grace and mercy. I'm just having myself a spell right here in the middle of this office. I'm telling you, under God, my God hadn't run out of nothing. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. His grace is sufficient. My goodness gracious. And then he came to him. He said, Daniel said, I'm overwhelmed and I'm powerless. And he said, listen, he touched me again. And he strengthened me. He said, don't be afraid. 
Oh, child of God, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't fear. Our God is able. He's faithful. Then he goes on to say, Daniel, you're treasured. You're treasured. Wow, what a word from God. You're treasured. You are special. You you belong to him. You are treasured. You, he holds you in his hand. I'll do anything I could to make sure my family's taken care of in this season. I'll do anything I could. I'd go out of my way. I'm going to tell you something. I'm limited, but I'll do the best I can. But my God's not limited. And I'm his child. And if you're saved, you're his child. You are treasured by him. But then he goes on, he speaks peace. And he says to him, don't be afraid. You're treasured by God. Peace to you. Peace. It's that shalom. It is that more than just feel good. It is a it is a supernatural, overwhelming peace in our minds and our hearts. And our spirit is a him speaking peace to us. And then he encourages him to stand strong. He said, be very strong. Well, I'm telling you, child of God, we need strength right now, don't we? This Again, this could be our finest hour. We could see God do works in us because people are asking questions. They want to know what's going on. and what They want to know your opinion. Instead of giving your opinion, won't you just point him to Jesus? Won't you just tell him he's in control? Won't you just tell him just to lean on him and let God do what he's wanting to do and, and just let God do an amazing work? Well, let me just close out a few things here and say to you. In this, in this season, trust the Lord. In this season, lean into the Lord. In this season, uh, hold your family tight. Enjoy these. Listen, if things are shut down, enjoy it. Let God refresh you and renew you. Uh, you've been wanting to go fishing? Go fishing. You've been wanting to take your kids out in the park and run around outside? Go do it. You've been wanting to get the house clean? Do it. You've been wanting to... Uh, to do some things that get your family together, man, what, it'd be awesome. Don't just, now listen, and I, I'm going to watch my fair shows too, just like, no, so I'm not sitting here not saying it, but how about also take some time, maybe have breakfast with your family, have dinner with your family, and instead of running around like we all, many of us do, and we just eat on the go, take some time, let God renew your heart with your family and friends, let God, maybe take some time and, Spend some extra time in God's word. Spend some extra time in prayer. Maybe find a senior citizen who's afraid to get out and make sure they've got groceries and make sure they've got their medicine. Check on each other. Love on each other. Pray for your pastors and your churches. Uh, support them. Come, come alongside of them. But in your own heart, let uh, faith overcome your fear. The, the the message translation puts this last verse in a powerful way, and I'm going to end on that. Daniel said, I'm paralyzed and I can't breathe. Some of you this week have had the wind knocked out of you spiritually. It's been a moment of panic, a moment of fear. Maybe it has nothing to do with the virus. Maybe it's got something to do in your own life, a sickness, a, a, a heartache, a, a burden, a care, a health situation, a financial situation. Listen how the message closes this out. This figure, this angel touched me and gave me strength. He said, don't be afraid, friend. Peace. Everything's going to be all right. Take courage. Be strong. And even as he spoke, courage surged up within me, Daniel said. And he said, I said, go ahead. Let my master speak. You have given me courage. 
courage surged because of the vision of God and the the the, the word of God and and having the touch of God and he spoke those words into him and Daniel went from a moment of fear to a moment of faith and he said I'm ready to go again let the strength of God surge through your your body today can I just pray for you today's the national day of prayer our president's called for it would you join me in praying and praying for our nation and praying for our churches praying for our families and I just pray that Lord encourage you and again as I'll say if you want to message me at any time, I'd love to send my notes to you where I've done some research on this virus and and uh, just trying to give speak speak some facts in the midst of the fear. And uh, I'll be on here from time to time at our church. We won't be having church Wednesday night, so I'll probably be doing a little Bible study on here. So looking forward to that. But I just pray the Lord encourage you and thank you for those that have logged on. God bless you, um, Ross and Amy and others that I've seen on there. May the Lord bless you, and I look for, forward to, to hearing from others, hopefully. But let me pray for us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to say we love you. Thank you, Father, for this day you've given us and this opportunity to speak into this moment, God, in this Facebook Live. I'm not anything, Lord, but I just want to help folks. I want to speak truth in the midst of panic, and I want to pray that you would help us to our faith would overcome our fears. I pray this day for our president, Donald Trump, and Mike Pence, our vice president, as he leads. I pray for our members of Congress. I pray for our president, Brian Kemp. I pray for our local councilmen and officials, and Lord, those in law enforcement. I pray for first responders. I pray for those that are in the paramedics and nursing and doctor field. God, that you would keep them safe and keep them strong. I pray that you would Keep it, Lord, bring a hedge of protection. I'm asking you, God, to bring the numbers down and to bring this sickness down and bring a healing, Father, upon those that have it and hedge of protection upon those that don't. I pray, God, that this might bring a season of revival, God, among our hearts, among your people. I pray that we would lean into you. I pray, God, you would speak, Lord, faith and not fear, and folks would reach into you and find you, God. Oh, Father, we can all of us, as people of faith, have moments where we Lord, panic seizes us, but help us, Father, let your courage surge through us, and may we stand the good fight of faith. And I pray that, Lord Jesus, thank you, Father, for this time and opportunity. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for every person that has watched and every person that may watch, encourage them, turn them to you. And if there be one that may watch that has never been saved, I pray they would turn to you right now when they see this video. And they would ask you to be their Savior and Lord. And they would find in you hope for not only today, but for everlasting life. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, each one. I see Jerry Peel joined on there, too. Brother Jerry, we love you, Miss Gail. And there have been some others. Ross, Amy, I see you there. Thank you for joining in. And some others that, that were on there, but I didn't see them anymore. They've got a new venue here for doing the live. and. So it's a little bit different for me. But um, again, I just pray the Lord bless you and encourage you. Know that we're lifting you up and, and thank God for you. Um, share this. Maybe it'll be a help to somebody and uh, maybe an encouragement. Somebody that you know that's lost, somebody that's not in church. Maybe it'll be a help to them. And uh, may the Lord bless you is our prayer.